Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colo. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. I am super excited for you to hear from my two guests tonight, Jamie and Solomon Wang. Welcome, y'all. Hi, Barbara. Hi. Thanks for having us. Oh, this is really a fun time just to catch all. I know your lives are busy. And so I'm excited just to have this conversation to kind of have people hear about you, what your strengths are and what that looks like in your life and in your family. So I would love for you both to introduce yourself. Why don't you start Jamie and you can go Solomon after that. Sure. My name is Jamie Wang and Solomon and I have lived in Austin for 15-ish years at this point. And uh, both went to UT and yeah, I, I love talking about anything related to personality stuff and how you can relate to your partner and Barb has taught me so much. So it's fun to be on here. Fun. What about you, Solomon? Yep. Uh, I'm one year older than Jamie. So I always say that I've been here for 16 years, uh, originally from the Dallas Fort Worth area, moved here for college and uh, haven't left. So I met Jamie shortly after college, and uh, now we have two kids, and yeah, just doing life in Austin. Mm, that's great. I'd love to hear like what both of you do for just your work and just a little bit more about your um, day-to-day life. My background is in marketing and graphic design, mainly managing designers, and just kind of have creative background in general. I studied art education in college. So I love working with kids and using art as an avenue as well. And since becoming a mom, it's been really fun to apply in my daily life. I left work this past September and I've been taking care of our kids at home and it's been a fun challenge, to say the least. <laughs> and uh, I've been very grateful for that for this opportunity and season to, to take care of our kids and our home and just be thoughtful of how we engage with our children together as a family. And tell me again how old they are and their names. I don't, and I'm not sure if y'all did that already. Austin is three and he's fun, energetic. I think he shares some of the same strengths with Solomon, I'd say. <laughs> And Haven is almost 10 months, and she's a little bit more like me, a little bit more mellow, but just adaptable and here to to party. So she's fun, too. That's great. What about you, Solomon? I work for a wealth management firm, Brookline Wealth. Barbara, I actually work with a neighbor of yours, Adam (laughs) Hole. Oh, yes. Um, I know Adam. Yes, you do. Recent episode. Yeah. Yes. We uh, serve about 26 families, ranging in kind of net worth, and many of them have complex challenges with wealth. And so we really focus on generational planning and generosity, which is really fun. And we do a smattering of things for them. 
And it's just a really fun opportunity to serve people that might otherwise feel a little bit isolated um, with their level of wealth. So it's been a lot of fun and I've been there about a year and a half and it is a blast. Mm, That's awesome. Well, I think like we mentioned, we've known each other a long time. It's just so Mm -hmm. fun to see you y'all. I think we were there as you started dating, got engaged, got (laughs) married, and now you're parents. It's, it's such a treat just to be on the sidelines and have a, a window into your lives and just seeing just so many ways you've both grown and are thriving in what you're doing. And I, um, appreciate especially the time that we had when y'all were in the couples group that Warren and I led that um, had a few other people over this season that were on the podcast that were in our group. But I loved it when one of the time, a couple of weeks we talked about everyone's strengths. And to me, that's always fun because that's what I'd like to do (laughs) to know people better, (laughs) but also to help couples understand and see each other in a deeper way. So I would love for y'all to share what, Jamie, you could start like what your top five strengths are and kind of what your journey's been, or even a little bit what kind of you learned as we did it that time during our group, or even since that time. I know that's been a couple of years. Yeah. And mine are connectedness, belief, adaptability, positivity, and developer. And when I first took this test, I was on staff with crew. I believe I was 23 years old, like newly engaged or married, something like that. And I think when I first took it, it felt pretty accurate to that season of life. And then live some more life and things, you know, you go through ups and downs, marriage highs and lows, career highs and lows. And then when you joined your group, and I remember thinking, I need to retake this because I don't know if these are still true. I do not feel like a positive person. (laughs) And I did that and I'm pretty sure they came out pretty much the same. And so that's been interesting to think about this as, you know, and, and looking at it as strengths, right? These aren't, the strength finders really highlights the things that um, really make you who you are as strengths that can really highlight and amplify your experience as a coworker, a friend, or a you know wife, whatever that may be, in your relationships and how you engage with others. And so that's been encouraging, I think, um, as a mom, and thinking about what this looks like in my day to day life. And I think at this point, I can see that um, they are pretty accurate and and stand the test of time. Even when I don't feel positive, there's still something in the back of my mind that's looking for. And the positive spin on things. So uh-huh. I'm thankful for that. Well, and I, I'm sure as being a mom, I mean, even all the balls you've juggled with your various jobs too, just like your adaptability of, mm-hmm. you know, turning on a dime if you need to, but that's part of motherhood every day. I'm sure. Yes. I, I've definitely, I think my strengths are very helpful in this season of life for sure. Mm-hmm. That's great. What about you, Solomon? What are your top five? Yeah, uh, I'll go down a punch list and then I'm just like kind of structured talking. And so positivity, woo, harmony, belief, connectedness. Those are my five. Would you like me to just kind of talk through each of those? 
Yeah, just kind of how you've seen those in your life or like were any of those surprises or ones that you enjoy the most or see you use at your work or just whatever, whatever insights you have about them. Yeah, Uh, uh, I actually want to kind of take a different spin on them. I feel like in light of being positivity uh, or having positivity as my first, I, I think a lot of these actually tend to have a a negative sometimes. And I think it's helpful for me to think through those things. Mm-hmm. So positivity, you know, it, it kind of goes without saying, but I have a very optimistic out view on a lot of things in life. And I do recall one time a friend, I think one of my kind of early on in my career, a lot of my stock phrases tended to come along the lines of, you know, something, if someone's going through a hard time, it's okay, or you'll get over it. And mm-hmm. I think those I've learned in marriage, those phrases don't um, always, yeah. they're not always helpful. So <laughs> yeah. I, I have to be kind of cautious with the positivity. And again, it, it's very much a strength and can, can encourage people. However, I, I do just need to be cautious about how that can come off when someone just needs someone to sit in the hard stuff with them. Mm-hmm. Woo. Uh, I think I'm a natural salesman and I'm really kind of an evangelist for whatever I'm excited about or into as of late. And I also need to be cautious there. It's really easy to kind of steer people to something that I like. And if they don't like it or it doesn't sort of jive with them, I just, I always sort of think I can win someone over to anything. And so I just Uh need to be cautious about winning others over and, and kind of that strength. Harmony. I generally just hate conflict and (laughs) Harmony, you know, sounds good, but I think in a lot of ways, I've learned in marriage, you have to sort of be okay with not always being on the same page and things will not always be harmonious. And that's been helpful to learn over the years. And that's obviously a lifelong journey. Belief, absolutely kind of a staunch, firm advocate in certain areas of my life. And I think the downside of that can be stubbornness and really Mm -hmm. digging my heels in the ground and not budging and kind of sticking to my own mantras and just need to be cautious there. So it's been really helpful kind of processing through um, the good, the good and the bad of, of belief, I think. And connectedness. Uh, I love, so for example, we hosted this party this past weekend and had lots of people in from different life stages and friend groups and, you know, immediately I'm like, hey, I got to talk, have this person talk to this person because they both work for Amazon or these uh-huh. two people live in Dallas and so they need to meet. And I think what I've learned there is not everyone wants to kind of be connected to something or someone <laughs> in the way yeah. that I would want them to. And that's been helpful to learn as well. And again, obviously a strength, but just something to be aware of in my own life and how that can present to others. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, because like you say, everyone does, each of them do have a, um, like a cautionary statement with them. And sometimes we kind of forget that, but that's a good reminder. I appreciate that. Well, like you said, both of you have three, you have three of the, your talents that are the same connectedness, belief, and positivity kind of even backing up, like as y'all were starting to date, what, what really drew you to each other? I mean, I think sometimes when people have some similar strengths or obviously even values and kind of you're in the same circles of things you were doing, but what, what really attracted you to each other? 
Um, I'd say, so we started dating now 11 years ago, and this year we're coming up on 10 years of marriage, which is wild. So it's so so wild. And, um, you know, we're still in our early 30s. So it's fun to have lived so much life together in our 20s. Um, But I'd say, I'd say initially for me, we were both working on staff with crew doing ministry together. So belief is something that was easy to connect on because we're in such a safe environment with other believers talking about our faith every day, going out, stepping out in faith and sharing the gospel with others and really honing in on our belief and that affected our relationships and affected who we were friends, yeah, who we were friends with and where we went to church and our friendship was kind of ingrained in that. So that was a very easy natural thing is being in that that stage of life and having fun with people who were also trying to walk with God. And I'd say too, because we were so young and excited about life and had more energy at that point, positivity probably was an easier thing for us to connect on then. Just we were just having fun and doing some of the most fun things with people we loved. Um b- being ministry being, you know, Solomon and all of his best friends all got married. We all got married within like the same year. So we're experiencing a lot of fun life change together. And I'd say connectedness, we just value relationships and community um, a lot. So all of this, I think what my, I guess what I'm trying to say is we initially saw a lot of this in each other very easily and very naturally in our dating relationship. But beyond this, something that drew me the most to Solomon was his generosity towards others and how thoughtful and mindful he was about um, including others in, in doing things or giving things to other people or, you know, being generous of his time and um, or his expenses. And during a season when we were all, you know, not, we were, we were raising support and we, we weren't rolling in the dough. So and I look back in that season, I hadn't met anyone that was so thoughtful and engaging in that way with other people. Um, and that's what really drew me to him as far as when our relationship really started. Um, and I just thought that was so unique. And what's been really neat since then in our marriage, I think that's been something that's been very consistent is kind of the theme of generosity and challenging each other on how we can be generous towards each other individually and both together, whether that be, you know, financially or just like, Hey, like I'm just going to be spending time with this friend that's going through something really hard or, um, yeah, just ways to be, to step outside of ourselves. And so that I think has stayed very true to our marriage because it's so true to who Solomon is. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'd say that's, that was the initial, the most significant thing that drew me to Solomon during that time. Mm. That's, that's awesome. Well, and even just to um, follow up with that a little bit, I know y'all have led other groups of people kind of helping teach other people to think about what it means to be generous. What can you tell me more about that? Yeah. So we've led a handful of, um, well, it's this ministry called generous giving and they put on these 24 to 48 hour overnights that kind of lead you through a series of 
typically five sessions on generosity and these are called journeys of generosity and that's been really fun certainly the component of just talking through generosity but i think more so just getting people together at a cabin or in a hotel and being with your best friends and even just in, in between the sessions being able to play games or drink wine and do life together i think a lot of life and sort of processing and growth happens in the white space in between sessions and kind of really allows you to chew on some of the content and maybe frameworks of generosity. And it looks different for everyone, but I think that Jamie and I both have a a slight bent towards teaching and hosting and hospitality and a a jog seems to be a, a really good kind of triangulation point of all of our strengths and gifts and those mm-hmm. kind of things. Yeah, I I love that cuz I know even before we started recording I was just thinking about just so many things I appreciate about both of you and I'm sure everyone that knows you would agree with even what you said of just your heart for people and your um just encouragement and hos- hospitality but it's it's neat to see that that is a a definite place where you can really incorporate all those in helping people think beyond themselves and what it means for them to be generous too. Just it's so natural for both of you, just gathering people, making the food, pick, buying the food, whatever way it happens, but it's top Hiring not. a chef. That's all I'm yes. for. <laughs> I had yeah, a, a jog. <laughs> y'all got the tricks on that. <laughs> well, tell me a little bit more about, so Solomon, tell me about what attracted you to Jamie. Well, I kind of like to, to think about a, a metaphor of, of the three strengths that we have in common. And I came up with a pretty good one, I think. So positivity, <laughs> connectedness, belief. I feel that Jamie sort of presented a camp counselor, and I really liked that. Uh, camp counselors are typically positive. They're really uh-huh. good at connecting people, and camp counselors certainly have a level of belief, whether Christian or not. And I had a more, little... I had a more granola vibe to myself back then. There, there's some granola in there. a fun in a fun name that you went by because counselors always have a, a unique name, right? I, I, yes. I mean, my nickname is James, but I I don't know if there's anything more interesting beyond that. At that okay. point. <laughs> and I think to these aren't strengths, but I think the two words that I would use at the time in my early twenties that attracted me to Jamie as well were was well that she was fun. And I think that certainly plays into some of her strengths. And that uh this one's an interesting one, that she was mysterious. Mm. And I think that's because she has an artistic bent, if you know Jamie. Uh-huh. And I had knew nothing about art or the arts or creativity and so that was something I wanted to explore and yeah so we started dating and I was able to kind of peel back the onion there hmm well that's that's awesome a fun mysterious camp counselor yeah (laughs) that's right what a vibe what a vibe I really do just love seeing y'all in action and just I know you've been through um just a lot just in life and work family and um, a lot of different things, but what have been any particular challenging things in your marriage? I know maybe just some stages of life part have been challenging, but is there anything 
that comes to your mind, you think, yeah, we've really had to work through this, these areas that we kind of have, I don't know, landmines or just what, what, what comes to your mind as you think, what can be challenging for you? Yeah. So going back to what I was saying earlier about being surprised that my strengths have kind of stood the the test of time, positivity being one that I've kind of struggled to connect with at times or even adaptability. I have a history of battling anxiety and clinical OCD and it's come up. It's been what I'd say, you know, more higher pressure times in my life and in, in, in seasons of marriage. And that's something Solomon knew going into marriage that had a history of, of anxiety and, and past kind of more like episodic experiences with anxiety. But I was in a really good season during that, our early 20s, when we were first getting to know each other and dating and, and getting married. And so I don't think it really hit until a couple of years into marriage. I want to say like going into staff training actually with crew. And I started really experiencing a lot of intense anxiety and, and panic attacks again, and just kind of being triggered through some past like trauma from my childhood. And I had a hard time connecting with that side of positivity because you kind of feel like, you know, you're a little bit out of control and, and, mm-hmm. and kind of having this out of body like experience, you don't feel like you're yourself. You feel, I felt very recluse. I felt, you know, isolated, even in our marriage, I felt very different from my friends who didn't seem to struggle with the same battles I was facing every day. And I've been in in therapy, in and out of therapy for years, and it's been very helpful and have had such a great community. I think really what's helped me and what's helped our marriage is really diving into my faith and seeing and hearing that Jesus has also been through really anxious times and that God has met him where he's at in the midst of those really anxious seasons in his life during his ministry. I think of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane and him sweating blood and how that was a physiological response to him being anxious. And that picture is my picture of Christ that I think of when I'm in in the midst of those really kind of scary seasons. You know, it's been challenging to connect over time with Jesus at that level. But the more I've dove into God's word, the more I understand how you can be connected to and understand a, a really deep relationship with Jesus in the midst of struggling with anxiety or clinical OCD. And um, honestly, the hardest season I think for us was after we had Austin. I had really, really bad postpartum anxiety, and that's when my OCD was diagnosed. And yeah, just going through different, we just had such a different experience with our first child. I was struggling every day in these really dark moments where I was like, I'm supposed to be really enjoying this and I'm really not enjoying this at all. I'm, I'm anxious all the time. I'm very rigid, very controlling. You know, if you look at my strengths, it's like the opposite of each one of those things, you know, feeling disconnected, hard time with my faith, feeling like I'm, I'm rigid and not adaptable, et cetera. And Solomon's over here, like, you know, you'd ask him, Hey, how's it going? He'd be like, Oh, it's great. Everything's great. And Austin's uh, great. Jamie's great. And I was like, what the heck? I was just like, how are we having such different experiences? And that's what mental health does, right? It, 
when it's when we're not in a healthy mental health space, our sin wants us to believe, and Satan wants us to believe that we're isolated and alone, and that people can't connect with us when we're in those dark seasons, and that's just not true. Um, so I think the challenge there has been for Solomon to kind of engage a little bit more deeper into that, um, and also just be my number one support system, which he always has been, but just to kind of draw it out of me a little bit and check in on me. And and he's been such an advocate for my counseling and seeking the help that I've needed, um, even through my really awesome psychiatrist. So that that was kind of a nutshell of something that we've really had to yeah, wrestle with and deal a, with. And it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. And it can be really confusing and challenging at times. Um, I'm in a really great place now, but looking back, I can see how that's been something that's been harder for Solomon to understand in the midst of how we connect, you know, and, and the, the strengths that we share it's for him. And he's like, Whoa, what, where did this come from? So mm. um, Solomon, is there more light you'd like to shine on that? No, the, thanks for sharing. That was sort of the, the in and, in and out interwoven probably, yeah, difficulty of our, of our difficulties in our marriage, I think have been those seasons of, me trying to empathize and engage and also push against to my strengths, push against some of those things. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe and Barbara, maybe you would say that I could, it's just a different framing of like the positivity and the woo, but it really is hard to like, just think about the positivity in light of those things. And I think I've done a lot better job partially, if not holistically empowered by the Holy spirit, but just to sit in those things and be patient and trust that God has time and space for those things. And, and even in light of being able to sit in those things, I still am a sort of structured futuristic thinker. And so I'm like, is Jamie going to be in this window of time for three months, six months, two weeks? I don't know. And I think the unknown has been challenging and yet, God has been really faithful in us pursuing resources and help and also really power. Uh, I mean, it's really powerful to see God work in Jamie's life in that way. Mm. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate just your, just your openness to let us hear a little bit more about that. And I, I admire just your courage just as you've walked through a lot. And I know Kind of knowing some of that from, from a little from afar a little bit, but just ha- having had glimpses of it. But I, I love hearing how you both have pressed into it, and even like you say, even though your strengths, you have the same ones, but kind of even know that gives like language to come forth with, yeah, po- being positive is life is can be really really hard, and it can mm-hmm. be hard to know how to connect with anyone especially, you know, your beloved spouse when their things are hard, but I, I can tell that y'all have really worked through a lot and, and given space to hear what's going on and understand those things more. So I appreciate you just letting us hear a little bit about that and what that's looked like. And I think it's encouraging too, just knowing even just the foundation of when, when, you know, the things that are true, but still sometimes wrestling with, okay, where is God in this? And what's, Mm -hmm. what's the whole big picture. But I think I can tell that you're, 
just your foundation is there, even though it's been, it's been hard, but that you, that you're standing on the rock in the Mm -hmm. midst of all that. Yeah. I think as someone with connectedness and positivity as strengths, you know, you want to feel connected to people. It It comes really easy for me to be connected to people. And I do feel generally positive about my relationships. And in those dark seasons, I just feel so disconnected and, in such a dark kind of muck in, um, in those seasons. So it's been hard at times to feel like I'm connected to my true self and living out those strengths. Um, and it's been the people in my life that's helped me reconnect with my faith, um, my, you know, paid helping counselors and psychiatrists and, and yeah, just my marriage that have really grounded me and reminded me of how I'm wired and who I am and that, it's not my anxiety that defines me during that season or, you know, it, it is, it's, it's Christ. And it's also the strengths that Christ has given me. Mm, wow. That's great. Well, and I know God, God isn't finished with any of us at any time, but I, I can see that you've come, come a long way and it's hopeful to know that, that you can cling to him in whatever's around the next corner. And I think too, like both of you having belief and connectedness, you know, those are the two, only two strengths that are like spiritual in nature. And just knowing that together you both have a more um, grounded foundation, even though sometimes it's like, yeah, you might have a lot of questions about different things, but that you still have a groundedness that other people might not really experience in that in that way. That makes sense. Yeah. So, well, thank you for, for sharing that. Well, I would love to hear, um, I know, like you said, it's having children is kind of been a blessing and, but still brought up just stuff. We take ourselves with us wherever we go, you know, and I think our children can really expose things that have that are going on, but I just see so much joy and just intentionality you both have as you parent your darling kids. And what would you say you y'all love to do as a family or what are some of the highlights of being parents, which is a full-time, full-time role? And um, well, we love connecting just with other families, with their friends and just being in community, kind of living and doing life together, letting our friends, our kids run around and you know, um, I think the more you do life with people um, side by side, the more just prepared and ready and and more fun it is, honestly. So I'd say just connecting with other people, even within our nuclear family. And then as far as like what we individually like to do with our kids looks very different. Mm-hmm. Solomon is, is a, very much an early bird. He loves getting up with the kids, praise the Lord, because I am not a morning person. So he loves getting up early, going to a coffee shop, bringing a kid or two with him before me and Austin are awake or or before I'm awake and just kind of painting the town and starting to stay early. Um, Or loves taking Austin, especially to um, a breakfast place and getting him a chocolate chip pancake and spoiling him. So it's funny Uh to see his strengths come out in that sense of like being generous with his time and with, you know, treats to our kids, which is really sweet because those are going to be core memories for Austin. Um, And then for me, 
I, I really see kind of my strength of adaptability is definitely my favorite strength in the midst of parenting by far, but developer is something that I think really comes out in, in helping other people hone in on their strengths. And so I, I really love helping my kids, especially Austin, to develop his strengths more and more. And he's a fun, energetic little artist. And so doing just sitting down with him, having one-on-one time with him, getting to connect and be intentional about um, what we're doing together is a blast for me and whatever that may look like for him during that moment. But maybe an art project and maybe tossing a baseball or even we love reading books together and, and just trying to teach him more about about Christ too. He loves reading his little different Bible variations and he has a lot of questions during the season. So I love being just right beside him in that and helping him learn as much as he can in the season. Mm, That's awesome. What about you, Solomon? I would uh, echo all those things. And I think also there have been stressful trips, but in general, I think we love taking our kids to experience new things. Mm-hmm. We yeah. took Austin to Montana at four months and got stuck behind a pack of buffalo in the mountains, which was really <laughs> and wild. And we took Haven to the beach at three months, and that was a whole thing. Just trying to make it 100 yards to the beach was a big endeavor <laughs> with old and all the toys and the chairs uh-huh. and stuff. And again, I think Jamie and I collectively as a marriage really, really enjoyed traveling early on in our marriage. And now you just toss on two other human beings to that trip and it makes it different, but also no less exciting. So that's probably the one thing I'd add to what we enjoy doing. But also those trips were with friends too. I think that's something that it does make us a little bit more unique as we do genuinely love inviting others into what we're already doing in life. And one of that is traveling. And I think back pretty much all the trips we've been on with our kids, we've invited friends to come alongside us and join us. And that's what makes it really fun and, and enriching and life-giving for us. That's great. We, I never want our kids to think that it's all just about our nuclear family, that like we have an open door policy and any any and everything we do can include others, whether it be holidays or, you know, trips, etc. So I hope that's something that we can continue to help instill in our kids' lives. That's awesome. Well, um, kind of in this season of Valentine's, I know kind of we're kind of celebrate Valentine's for a while in February, but do y'all have any particular favorite Valentine memories or maybe when something went wittily? well or maybe drop the ball in some way or anything you'd like to share we do and this is really funny that this is your question because we just laugh so hard when we think about this um so I'll start with this story and a lot of my friends know this story already but (laughs) it was February of um 2014 almost 10 years yeah almost 10 years ago yes and we had been dating for a few months at that point, had already decided we want to get married. We were, I was like living in that tension of, I know he's going to propose sometime soon. And there was this one particular weekend, actually it was his exact same date, probably Solomon, the same weekend. Um, One of my best friends, it's her birthday weekend, my best friend from growing up in Houston and her and all of her, all of our closest friends came in town um, to visit me. And I just, 
or to visit her and me. She was living in Austin at the time. And in the back of my head, I was like, okay, they're all in town. Surely he's going to pop the question <laughs> and we're going to have this celebration. Da, da, da. And then later at some point that weekend, he had scheduled a, a farm to table dinner that was really fancy at this place called Eden East. Shout out to original Austinites who know what that place is. And it was this really romantic, like fireside, cute, like something we would totally do. But, you know, it was on Valentine's Day. That Valentine's Day fell on like a Sunday that weekend or something. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, wow, like this is really cliche of him. Like I could see that he's probably going to propose tonight because this was like so fancy and so nice and so us. And I knew all my friends were in town. So I just, I just had it like in my head. I was like, it's now or never. Like when else would this be that that wouldn't make any sense for it to be any other time. And then (laughs) as the night like came to a close, I think, I don't remember how, what, what was the details of actually how the conversation went down Solomon? Well, it was like a five course dinner and by the fourth course, she was bawling. Because she knew I wasn't going to propose. And so we didn't even get dessert. And I was, I turned to the waiter and I said, check, please. Let's get out of here. This is painful. I I was just so highly anticipating, like actually being engaged that it was hard to sit, I think, to sit through that and like have that as something in the forefront of both of our minds and to sit through this like very, you know, awesome dinner. And then for that to not be the case. So it was, it definitely felt like a trick. And it's funny because he did propose a few days later on a Thursday to like throw me off, but it was tough to sit in that season of waiting. And I was so thrown off because my all my friends had just been in town, so I was like, "Wait, really? It's not happening right now." Oh. And it it was okay. It's really funny to look back and think of how dramatic I was about it. Um, and well, it's a big deal. I know, I know, it was a big deal. Um, but I think Solomon deep down knows he was tricking me. And <laughs> and it did well, not funny. go over well. It did not go over well. Yeah, well, Barbara, your question was, did anyone drop a ball? I would say there was no ball dropped. I just <laughs> was so excited to trick Jamie. Yeah, and it's funny because now I hated Jamie it. would. I hated it. <laughs> well, I mean, and Jamie would say great, she doesn't like surprises. Yeah, and, yeah. And but then I threw her this awesome like three day engagement party. It was like <laughs> <Okay>. proposal. <laughs> dinner with our family concert with all of our friends which party was bus. so much fun and so us it was great I know I sound like such a so ungrateful Solomon um no it just it threw me off it threw me off and so when I think about Valentine's Day that's what I think that's <laughs> so a great story it's how I thought it's not I wouldn't say great I would say it's a realistic depiction of what not to do <laughs> when you're well about and to I think someone. a realistic experience of lots of things in marriage for the rest yes. of your life <laughs> just like we all have expectations it might not be quite as big as proposal is a big one but it's like <laughs> oh how do we navigate those disappointments and communicate and I, do it better yeah. the next time <laughs> I'd say since then though I, I think we've learned a lot as far as like birthdays holidays um any of those things anniversaries like we're just not big on gifts like we'd rather have an experience together or, mm-hmm. you know, save money to get something together, that kind of thing. So we're, we're not big on surprises and 
kind of our, yeah. our open book to each other. Um, maybe because of past disappointments, I'm not sure. But <laughs> when I look look back, I was just such an emotional mess, a girl that just wanted to be engaged. Well, I love just having this conversation and hearing just some little um, inside scoop about things about you both and just things you've been through and how your strengths are showing up. But I, again, I just admire both of you and how you press on and you've had different curveballs over these 10 years. I can't, I can't believe it's 10 years, but I know I just love seeing just what a team are and just how you love others so well together. And that's such an inspiration, but I have one last quick question. What has brought you joy lately or put a smile on your face? Why don't you start? Solomon. This past weekend, we hosted our first Lunar New Year, Chinese New Year party in four years. And again, we've always loved hosted par- hosting parties and COVID and then two kids. We just have put it on pause. And so, to, and we also moved into a new house. And so it was kind of a housewarming party and just kind of us embracing our strengths and gifts again, just hosting people and cooking and making drinks and connecting people and just partying. So that was a really <laughs> fun thing over the weekend. That's great. What about you, Jamie? I think for me, it would be related to our kids. As much as I love hanging out with their friends and having parties, that's definitely great. But um, I I was sick this past week and our son was just being very thoughtful and intentional. And he, um, I can show you this actually on screen. He asked if he could decorate my Bible with stickers. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) It's covered in ice cream, dessert, pandas, and star stickers. And it's kind of incredible. And I I just let him do it. I was sick in bed and he was like, mommy, I want to help you feel better. And so he said, I'm going to decorate your Bible because I've been trying to do this Bible in a year reading plan. And, um, yeah. And I just, I was like, okay, you can, you can decorate it if you want. And it started with one sticker set and it's, it's moved, it's, it's kept growing into multiple sticker sets have been used, but that was just really sweet and thoughtful of him. And I think it's sweet to see how him wanting to help take care and serve me is definitely a reflection how Solomon takes care of him and Mm. um, how Solomon takes care of Haven. So that's just really sweet to see. He just wants to snuggle and read books and when I'm not feeling the best. So that has been really adorable and brought a smile on my face. And just the fact that a three-year-old could be thoughtful of someone else yeah, is kind of shocking. So, so <laughs> I'll well, take When you'll it. have that memory with your Bibles, you read it I for know, a long time. I know. It looks, it looks like it would definitely be a Bible of a middle schooler, but I kind of love <laughs> it. It's, it's ridiculously awesome. That's great. Well, thank y'all so much for taking time to chat. I love getting these windows of just how great you are and what these strengths look like and a little inside scoop about you all and your life and your marriage. So thanks for being with me today on Embrace Your Strengths. I appreciate it. Thank you, Barbara. We love you and love what you're doing with this podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. 
If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.